GP core content. We're going to talk about sleep disorders in this episode. We'll start with undifferentiated sleep disorders and just talk about the basic history um, in sleep disorders. So, you know, either fatigue, insomnia, daytime somnolescence, snoring, or restless legs. Uh, so, in the history, you want to you know, describe your sleep pattern at night, describe your sleep pattern in the daytime. Do you have any fatigue in the daytime? Is there any effect on driving, effect on work? Uh, do you have a sleep diary to bring in? Uh, do you snore at night or does your wife describe you snoring? Do you ever not breathe at night? And, you know, the sum total of the medical history, medications, uh, whether you've gained or lost any weight recently. Lifestyle factors, so, you know, caffeine, drugs, stress and anxiety, and then overall just discussing mood. Uh, whether there's any depression or anxiety in their mood component. Red flags in sleep disorders would include obstructive sleep apnea symptoms uh, or narcolepsy symptoms. Moving on to examination. So just generally having a look at body habitus for sleep apnea, OBS, uh, ENT exam, looking at Mal and Patty score, seeing whether there's any airway obstructions, uh, nasal polyps or any obstructions in the ears. Doing a cardiovascular exam, generally just for overall cardiovascular health. Uh, respiratory exam, generally um, looking for respiratory health, looking for any signs of stimulation or sedation, uh, and maybe things like acromegaly and hypothyroidism as well. Bedside tests that might be useful would include urine ward test, spirometry and ECG, uh, and in investigations in undifferentiated sleep disorders. Uh, you might want to choose from uh, UEC, LFT, FBC, uh, ESR and CRP. Look at iron studies if you're thinking about restless legs. And EEG, um, if you were thinking that. Uh, sleep study, um, referring for a sleep study or at least getting a sleep diary from the patient. Um, investigations in anxiety. You know, if you're guided by abnormal exam findings, would include the same, but looking maybe at TFTs for hyperthyroid, serum metanephrines, and morning cortisol. Uh, basic management of insomnia um, would include taking a diary, you know, having a diary of your insomnia at night, excluding or treating any underlying problems, getting regular exercise during the day, having a regular bedtime at night, not doing exercise in the evening, not having caffeine in the evening, not eating heavy meals, cutting back on smoking or ceasing smoking, removing pets from the house, avoiding lights, particularly blue lights, uh, maybe having a glass of warm milk before bed or looking at relaxation therapy. Um, and if that fails, uh, you know, in small doses and for short terms, benzodiazepines. Uh, the causes of obstructive sleep apnea, uh, number one cause would be obesity, that resulting in a diminished airway, perhaps having upper airway hypotonia from sedating drugs, nasal obstruction, um, which can be common in children as well, drugs, and in children you can have, you know, airway obstruction from large adenoids, the typical history in obstructive sleep apnea would include excessive daytime sleepiness, snoring, having a morning headache, 
and having hypertension. And management of obstructive sleep apnea includes weight loss, making a mandibular advancement splint, using CPAP, decongestants and improving fitness overall is always a good help as well. Uh, features on history of narcolepsy include mainly daytime somnolescence, uh, occasionally cataplexy or sleep paralysis. You can have hypnagogic hallucinations uh, and sometimes you can have up to several acute attacks per day. Investigations include EEG and sleep study. Uh, and treatment of narcolepsy revolves around stimulants, so dexamphetamine, Ritalin, TCAs perhaps, or modafinil. And moving on to snoring, causes of snoring include obesity, old age, sleeping on your back, sleep deprivation, neck problems, sedative drugs, hay fever, nasal polyps, enlarged tonsils, acromegaly and hypothyroidism. Management of snoring, maintain an ideal weight, avoid sedatives, don't sleep on your back, and maybe you look at using a soft collar at night. Moving on to restless legs syndrome. Um, there's various causes of restless legs, it's not completely known, but you know it's associated with anemia, iron deficiency, uremia, hypothyroidism, pregnancy and drugs. Um, you know, investigations in restless legs would include, I guess, doing uh, electrolytes and iron studies, looking at iron and magnesium, I think, uh, as the main two causes. Management would include walking before bed, uh, maintaining a good diet, keeping your legs cooler than your body, uh, leg stretching, and you can use medications uh, such as clonazepam, 0.5 milligrams, or promopexol. That's great. Thanks for listening.